Don't let the noise bury the lead. I'm your host, Tom Frank. Join me on Into Focus as K-Global brings you one smart take on a major communication story from the week that was. We read between the lines so you don't have to and unpack the strategy or lack thereof behind the news. Take two, or Pepsi, old is new again. The minute I say the word Pepsi, I hear the ripple, pop, and fizz. Today, that sounds of Pepsi unveiling its new logo and visual identity, one that is supposed to evoke an unapologetic mindset, a disassociation from sugar. Oh, and it's also meant to tap into Pepsi's long-standing connection to the music industry, including collaborations with titans from Michael Jackson to Cardi B and its sponsorship of the Super Bowl halftime. This is the sixth update to Pepsi's iconic system in its 125-year history, and it demonstrates both a revisit to its past and a nod to its future. The word mark has made its way back into the Pepsi globe, a throwback to its heydays of the 80s and 90s. The lettering is clean, bold, and black, in line with its current Pepsi Zero Sugar product. The blue is bolder, deeper, electric, and the signature Pepsi Pulse denotes more movement. Joining me today to reflect on Pepsi's new direction is a team of product, brand, and marketing experts from K-Global. The four of us have had the great opportunity to work with numerous products to help them evaluate their brand identity, their messaging, and create a path to connect with their consumers. Sam Santarelli, Ryan Stroll, and Phoebe Walsh, thanks for joining me today on In Focus as we take a good look at the new brand of Pepsi. So we have all been in that position, oh, so many times, where you put a new brand into the world and you cross your fingers that that small group that approved this direction was right. So let's break it down. Let's break down this new direction for Pepsi in three categories, differentiation, messaging, and potential. Sam, let's start with you. How does the new Pepsi logo compare to its competitors? This logo has been around forever. So it's not like, oh my gosh, this is what, you know, something new and great. I mean, it's a total throwback to what it was before. And I think it just looks better. So customer, you know, consumers will like it better. The big differentiator I like is Coca-Cola uses the iconic bottle, like old school bottle outline in a lot of their branding. Whereas like Coke, you know, like you can even just have that like red bottle silhouette and that's all you need. Pepsi is like, hey, go pound sand. We're going to make it a can. <laughs> you know, they're putting it up like they're using an open can as their FU to Coke as part of their branding package. Do you think they specifically went with a can over a bottle because of Coke? Well, I mean, Coke has a bottle. They've trademarked it. You can't use a bottle. So they'd either use like a throwaway cup that you get at like the movie theater at 7-Eleven, which is lame. Dan Renee might like that because it's 7-Eleven, you know, fountain drink. But the can that's open is a direct shot across the bow to Coca-Cola, which I like because, you know, it's like, let's go at it. Pepsi's been lost for a long time in terms of its mark and its branding and its messaging. And so whatever they say the rationale is behind this throwback, all throwbacks are just throwbacks. So their tribute to music, all that, that doesn't matter. It just is a way better looking logo that is reminiscent of the old one. The old one that was probably much, much, much well-received. Well, no, no. The old one, meaning the previous one where, yeah, where it's like the globe that looks like it was either melted or was in a car accident and is no longer fully functioning. And then the word mark, which is like one of the worst fonts that they picked out of like the updated Windows 95 font pack. 
So you really liked that old. Version. I hated it, and I had to work with it. I've done a ton of work with Pepsi at Super Bowl, everything, and it's like in NASCAR, and you looking at that, and it just, especially in NASCAR, Daryl Waltrip had the Pepsi Challenger car, and it was like it's like one of the most iconic paint schemes ever. And then when Jeff Gordon took over, okay, awesome. Then they rebranded, and the car almost wrecked itself because the logo was so bad. It was like I'm embarrassed to have this paint scheme, so I'm just going to blow a tire and wreck. So, so wait, let's get a little further into that. So Phoebe, from a messaging standpoint. What are they trying to say in comparison to maybe what they said previously? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Sam's points about the logo are, are kind of spot on. Uh, I also did some work with Pepsi back in, in 2008 when they were launching that. So this is your fault? This, this is my fault. Okay. I advise them, no, not at all. But what I remember from that time was all of the internal discussion about the new Globe logo and the smile, which is what they called it. And at one point they were working internally and trying to figure out these different versions of the smiles and what that would indicate and what they would put it on. And it just, you know, messaging wise goes to show you how much can be going on in the background that never translates to consumers. Because I would say that nine out of 10, maybe 10 out of 10 people, I'm going to say nine and a half out of 10 had no idea that was supposed to be a smile. Yeah, exactly. So right? what matters is what gets picked up on the outside by your audience. Like, what is it that's smiling? It's, so you did you know this was a smile? No, I've worked with that brand. I had no idea it was smiling. I thought it was just like a sad, melted world, like global right. warming came early. Right. It's like they turned the logo the wrong way and it fell off. No, if you want to laugh, you can go look at There was a leaked document, which some people think was a hoax, of the design work that led up to the new logo when they were doing it in 2008. And it's it's, it's a fun read. I would recommend and it. it. And it had numerous variations that are all different types of smiles. Yeah. And I don't think they, they actually ended up executing that, but the amount of internal work that went into it, I think, was pretty pretty significant. You know, so I think from a messaging standpoint, what matters is what the consumers are going to pick up on. And I think with the new logo, we already think it's more it's stronger than the old logo. I think consumers are probably going to respond to it. I do think it plays into nostalgia well without being too heavy-handed. But if you read the supporting documents from the brand, they're they're trying to get it to do a lot when in fact it's just a logo. And I think what's going to have to happen is how the brand's going to pay that off in real life versus just expecting this logo to signify that it's a moving vibe of beat and music and get consumers to pick up on that. That's so, my take. So Ryan, like I am a big believer that every logo has to have potential beyond the mark itself. So can they build from this thing? I think absolutely. I mean, from a from a static standpoint, what Phoebe just said, I think, you know, it, it falls a little flat, but coming into a digital space, absolutely. Like, I think there's endless opportunities for design motifs to really create that energy from a, you know, from a emotion perspective. Overall grades from each of us out of five, one being the worst, five being the best. Phoebe, you're up first. Oh, man. I mean, I'm in like the four, four and a half territory because I agree with Sam. I feel like that lowercase Pepsi made me sad. It made me sad for years. How many years has it been? We've been looking at that thing. Good point. Four and a half. Four and a half years. <laughs> Ryan. I would probably say about a three and a half, but I'm usually a little bit slow to embrace change on brands. The typeface especially, I think, is a little bit different where I haven't yet attracted myself to it, but I think it will grow on me over the future. So check back in like six months and it might be four. Before I ask Sam, because I know he'll have a strong opinion here. Do you think the color, the black or the darker color? I mean, our whole point yeah. of that was to associate it with less sugar. Does that yeah. work? No, not at all. But it pops. It's like contrast 
better and therefore it's great. But I sugar is white, so no sugar doesn't make it necessarily the lettering should be black. It's like a complete like afterthought. It's a very were, simple approach though. Right. If not white, turn it to black. I don't think from the word mark it necessarily right. relates to the new sugar, but Right, because guess what? Pepsi is full of freaking sugar. <laughs> Newsflash. So it's like maybe on their like no sugar versions, but like on the regular versions, it's the same black font on a can that gives you diabetes. So you would like to go back to Pepsi clear. Pepsi opaque. <laughs> Pepsi opaque. I mean, let's be because that's what it is. Yeah, it is a big issue though. I mean, like we as people that are ranging in age from let's say I'm just gonna say 40 to 50. That might be a, that's pretty accurate. We all grew up. Like Pepsi and Coke were just a standard thing. You just drank Pepsi and Coke. Yeah. But our kids are all growing up in a world where, like, they actually don't even like soda. Or, or if they do like it, they know it's not necessarily very good for them. So it's, it's kind of a tough market. And it's interesting because, like, Mountain Dew is, like, makes no apologies for the sugar. They have 800 lines of flavoring. Well known as the worst one. Right. And they're just like, you know what? This is where sugar lives. If you want action and sugar... We fully embrace it. Look at our flavor combos. Look at our branding. Look at our, you know, the designs on the labels. We love sugar. And I, I love the fact that they own it. I hate it when people are always trying to like half associate or, you know, slightly disassociate. It's like either own it or don't. So that brings me back to my point and your, and your rating. Because Pepsi is trying to kind of a little bit disassociate themselves with sugar. Right. All of that messaging, the music, the dis is like, that's all BS. No one. We're the only ones who read those documents. Mm-hmm. It all matters is how it looks by itself and how it looks on a can or a bottle and how it looks on itself. I give it a 4.5 partially because I'm just so excited. It isn't the old one. And then I give it a five when it's, when you see it on that can, because Pepsi has gone to very clean branding, even the, with the current donkey logo, their cans are just one color, like the front of them. When you see it in the aisle or you see the bottle or the can, it is just a color and a big logo. Now the old logo was terrible. This new one, they're actually making it bigger on the can. And since the colors are bolder and you got the black font with the white outline, it really pops on the can and bottle. So I give it a five. Five? Because on the on the product, because it ha- you know, it is there's a logo, there's the branding in a vacuum, and then there's the branding on the actual product that people buy. Oh, I see the logo, but when you're at the store and you see like the wall the Pepsi section and it's clean and bold and simple and flavoring or the product differentiation is clear, but consistent. That's powerful. I think the rest of the brand elements would score a little bit higher for me than just the logo itself. Just the, the new color palette, the bolder one, I, I really like and think it jumps off from where they have been, but the logo itself, I don't think is quite as great. As some of the other elements. I'm still blown away. Pepsi, if you're listening, that is Sam, who just gave you a five. One of the most critical people I've ever met just gave you a five on your new brand. Congratulations. And he's passionate about cans. Don't Very get passionate. him started. Yes, I am. Well, design is as much a verb as it is a noun. The new Pepsi logo, as well as the press release announcing it, is a great example of just how much thought and consideration goes into building a visual identity. Every element, the colors, the mark, the type, the placement, helps tell the brand even before any copy comes into play. That's why it's so critical to understand idea ratios, cultural associations, color psychology, maybe even the proportions of nature. But as Pepsi learned the hard way with its last rebrand, you got to freaking keep it simple. 
I think they succeeded this time. I give it a four and a half. I'm not going as far as you, Sam, but a four and a half. And that's from a guy who tends to be hypercritical. So I say again, well done, Pepsi, but I still prefer Coke. They're definitely not calling us now. Please subscribe to Into Focus on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us your take on Instagram at kglobal.com. That's kglobal, D-O-T-C-O-M. And if you like the show, leave us a rating on Apple. Into Focus is brought to you by the good people at K-Global. Unlike traditional marketing agencies that look at consulting, creative, and communications as distinct, K-Global exists at the intersection of all three. The fusion of strategy and creative fuels unexpected solutions and better outcomes. The result is impact on your audience in a new market or over a policy. Learn more at kglobal.com. And until next week, I'm Tom Frank, and thanks for listening. Hey.